everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week we are doing a new release. Is this our third new release of the year or the second? Uh, gentlemen. So just our second. Just a second. Yeah. Uh, this is um, DC Films' latest release. Um, it is R-rated, like the Joker was, but a totally different film from that one. This continues DC's trend of not sticking to one vibe, a la Marvel, which they've path they've been on for the last couple of years, and that is Birds of Prey. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> this film was kind of, it seems like to have been Margot Robbie's soft reboot of the Harley Quinn character um, as they kind of pivoted her out of Suicide Squad, a movie nobody likes but Ben. And <laughs> I will defend it to the death. <laughs> so stay tuned for Ben's last episode on the podcast. <laughs> Y'all are wrong. There, she's trying to pivot. I, her, and I say she as in she was a producer on this film. I think she has a very strong voice behind this movie and what it was supposed to be. And, um, well, because yep. originally it was going to be the uh, the Gotham City Sirens, but she wanted it to be the Birds of Prey. Because she wanted to introduce new female characters, as opposed to just her and then uh, Catwoman, Catwoman and, Poison, and Ivy. Poison Ivy. That's it? There's only two Sirens? Well, it's her. Oh, Harley. The Quinn. three of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought this movie was good, but... Ben and I saw this the night it came out, and I am already having a hard time remembering a whole lot that <laughs> happened in it. I'll just quickly say that I think, I still think, I don't know what I really felt about Robbie as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, to be honest, but I did enjoy her here. I was She's having a lot of fun. Um, and Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite bad guys in a comic book movie in a while. Not enough Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Nope. The action was fun, and but it, it did feel a little... I don't know what the right word is. There was just It was missing a little something for me, even if it was inventive at times. But overall, I definitely enjoyed the movie and had a good time and was laughing a lot, especially in the first half of the movie. Um, yeah, that's my Birds of Prey take. <laughs> I would say rating-wise, I think you gave it a three and a half, didn't you, out of five on Letterboxd? Uh, yeah. I think I was sitting at like a 3.75 with this one. Mm-hmm. Like, overall, I enjoyed it. Like you said, Ben is the only one here who enjoyed Suicide Squad. So I was <laughs> excited to get a new movie with Harley Quinn and all these other characters. But, like, I don't... It's one of those things where it's like a stepping stone to the next movie that now we might not get. I hope we do, because it did make back its budget, but who knows what they're going to do with it. But, um... Like, oh, it did? I, I think so. The budget was only like eighty million. I think only eighty million, but that's worldwide. It's made that. Kind of um, but like, I don't know. I think my biggest complaint with it was just we didn't get enough of the team up. <laughs> it's like it happened so late yeah. in the game, where it's like we were introduced to Huntress and she was here or there, but like we don't actually get an idea of what like who she is as a person till like one of the last scenes of the movie, which is really weird. But, like, I mean, overall, I still, like, that's my major gripe with it. But overall, I still really enjoyed the movie. It was, like, I enjoyed the action a lot. I found it really entertaining and just colorful. And I, like, I wish there's a scene um, 
an early scene with Harley Quinn in uh, Black Mask where she gets smacked across the face and she does this like uh, <laughs> allusion to Moulin Rouge is what I like to call it where she's like doing this musical number um, mm-hmm. to Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. And I wish we had gotten more of that kind of stuff just to understand Harley Quinn's brain. Because like mm-hmm. overall, I feel like we didn't actually get any more of that. It was just a one standalone scene, basically. And the rest we kind of get through um, a better understanding of her is just through her storytelling and how um, it jumps around and how the movie's edited. So it's like we get her personality in some ways, but I feel like it could have gone crazier. Yeah. yeah, the jumping around on the editing felt more like how we can front load this movie with set pieces yeah. more than a look inside her brain, even if it is a little bit, but yeah. Um, IMDb is officially calling this movie Harley Quinn Birds of Prey now. By yeah, the I saw they changed oh. it, and I'm I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm bummed that the title no. was changed, but I think it also is a more accurate title because it's... Oh, it's, I agree It's not a Birds That's of Prey true. movie, it's a Harley Quinn movie. I agree movie. wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's like the birds but of prey are in it the, and they're cool, but yeah. The crazy run-on sentence that follows the title is, I, I mean, I think that's a more clever way of pointing out that it's actually a Harley yeah, Quinn Yeah, I agree. Just calling it Harley Quinn, birds of prey. Yeah. Because it's like Harley Quinn, <laughs> kind of like how she does with um, her business card. It actually fits card. this movie more, too. She scratches out the first part of her business card. And it's just like, this is what this is now. So it's like, she takes a Birds of Prey story. She's like, no, this is what it is now. It's my story. So I'm probably the highest on this movie. I gave it four out of five. I could see it going to four and a half now that I know it's like a Harley Quinn movie and not a Birds of Prey movie. I think I left a little bit like, wait, that was weird. But like Zach, I think uh, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask is one of the best comic book villains we've had in a while. Um easily the best one in the dceu and i think this is also my favorite dceu movie by a you know fairly significant margin only two of them have four stars and that's like shazam and this see mine's man of steel than this it's like this is my second favorite movie but that's not saying much because i don't like most of the dceu so yeah but yeah what about aquaman no i hated that movie oh no i didn't hate it but i did not like it (laughs) okay Aquaman. Justice for Aquaman. <laughs> they made a billion dollars. He's fine. And I think I think the the humor mostly hit, almost every joke lands and they're throwing a lot of jokes out there which I appreciated. I thought the action for the most part was great. Like it earns that R rating. Mm-hmm. I loved the last big action set piece I thought was like fantastic. And I just I think everyone in this movie seemed to be having a good time. So oh, just, you can tell you know, by their interviews together that everyone like got along great and enjoyed yeah. themselves on set. And it's it's interesting that because I think like two of the characters are very like archetypal, very like cliche, but they also make fun of that at the same time, which I got a big kick out of. But I think that also speaks to like wanting more of everybody and the team up because everybody was on such the same page. It would have been fun to see more of that dynamic of. It was more Ewan McGregor bouncing off everybody than Harley Quinn bouncing off everybody, mm-hmm. which isn't a ba- which isn't a bad thing. But yeah, it I, I feel like a team up before the final act would have been better. Yeah, and they could have worked that in with like the editing, how we said how just dis- not disjointed, but just how it jumps mm-hmm. around. I feel like they could have integrated the team up more so in the beginning just to balance it out. Yeah. Yeah, I. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I feel very. Kid- <laughs> 
I feel very conflicted about this film. Um, why why did everyone say oh no? Uh, you just heavy had a side. side. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was clear you're not a big fan of the movie. Um, well, it's weird because I think this film has great performances. I agree, not enough Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Really really prominent action sequences. In fact, actually, Zach, I disagree with you a little bit there because I feel like some of the fight scenes were so memorable. It made me think back to Suicide Squad to be like, what were some of the fight sequences oh, yeah, in Suicide I re- Squad? I, remember I don't nothing remember. About Suicide Squad. I remember Cara Delevingne um, dancing and doing spells. Yeah, I don't even That's remember that. To... Well, there's also them fighting like the monster people a couple of times. Uh, don't remember that. Nope. <laughs> and then uh, El Diablo turning into like some like Mayan god monster briefly was pretty dope. Yeah. So, like Ben said, uh, Suicide Squad fucking sucks. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Fuck you, John. <laughs> Um, K.O. But K-O. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for our Scott Pilgrim review. Ben and I already Yeah, it's it. already up, man. Where have you yeah, been? Yeah, well, now you'll get the other two that you never want to include in those <laughs> podcast episodes. <laughs> hey, we have a special podcast show. It's called The Decades Best. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much about this movie that I liked, especially... Like Lauren was saying, the camaraderie between all of the leading ladies. And it made me wish that Marvel had done a female team-up that was more than, like, I don't know, two and a half minutes long. It was great, mind you. Uh, was it? I was going to say, it wasn't even I... two minutes. <laughs> no, but I mean, was I... it great? I liked it, but I, I think I liked this team-up way better. And there were so many things, sim- cinematography... Thickly, excuse Cinematically? me. Cinematically, thank you. Um, someone who knows this language, please talk to me. Well, I don't, I don't actually know if that's the word you need. <laughs> Cin- oh, fair enough. Is cinema? No, yeah, I don't know. It looked nice. It looked <laughs> real good. <laughs> it was um, real but, pretty. Like the whole action uh, spe- sequence with the grenade launcher, with like the confetti pellets and yeah. smoke yeah. and everything. And then even the scene at the end in the funhouse where it's kind of shifting from person to person and it's like a cliche type scene that we've seen before we've seen the avengers do it before but it still felt fresh and it felt charming because it was an all-female team i'd also like to point out that this is the first time in a long time the funhouse and on film has actually been <laughs> fun yeah 2020 yeah. started off better with the the house but of mirrors seriously funhouse. My favorite part of the movie is in that funhouse sequence when she asked for a hair tie or asked to give someone a hair tie. That was that was the biggest girl power Spoilers. moment of the whole movie. Let me just tell you because like everyone can relate. You know how many hair ties got passed around in my lacrosse practices? It was such a heartfelt moment for me. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's so much and and even the side characters like Ewan McGregor and Chris Messina, I loved like I adored. Yeah, they were psychotic and terrifying, but there was this energy and charm between them that was undeniable and was palpable. Palpable. So there were so many great aspects, but there were so many times during this movie where I wanted to look at my phone or just like yawn or just <laughs> I don't know. It, the writing, if anything, really held back this film, I feel like. Despite the actors and actresses doing an incredible job, the story just 
I'm not. I just love that you made yawning like an active thing that you decide to do. <laughs> no, like it, for sure. And I will say it. It picked up and it lured me, lured, reeled me in more in that final act. But there, not enough for me to or discount everything that I previously felt. And I feel like so many times during those action sequences that we talked about that were great, I was well aware of like, oh, this is a great action sequence. Like, I wasn't caught up in the thrill of the actual moment, but I was hyper aware of, oh, this was must have been like really skillful to like shoot. And the editors they were, are... Di- they were directed by the director of John Wick, FYI. That explains it. <laughs> They they brought him in to f- beef up the action scenes apparently. Nice, it worked. So yeah, so this is, this is a very confusing movie for me. I think I ended at a three, um, for it. Like I don't think I'm not sure if I just. I'm glad a movie like this got made. Very disappointed that I'm not sure I would recommend seeing it in theaters. Yeah, I will say uh, Kyle said he was pretty bored through the whole thing. But he hates women. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so does John. <laughs> Three recommends. One almost. I, I I like the I like the this corner of the universe they potentially set up, and um I I'm wondering if Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, whatever the fuck they're calling it, the Suicide Squad is probably going to be in a very similar corner, and um with James yeah, Gunn I, at the helm, I'm very yeah, excited. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they. DC does with this slightly connected universe that they're creating in this kind of rejects filled version of um, not rejects but second tier level DC characters yeah and we need it to continue because this is the closest I've come to getting a Batgirl movie (laughs) yeah that'd be cool if they made Batgirl like the the primary Cassandra Cain is a character a who's, who's become Batgirl, yeah. I think she's. I don't know much she about her orphan now, or is she back? Know. Is she Batgirl she's, again? I think she's orphan, but I okay. I only really know about Barbara Gordon. I don't know much about Cassandra Kane. Yeah, I would imagine it'd be a Barbara Gordon situation, and yeah, that'd be cool if they introduced her as the the bi- the big bad quotation marks. <laughs> I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna say the bad guy, but I guess the birds of prey are already they 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 kind of leave on a good guy note there. So um, we're dancing around spoilery stuff. So let's jump into spoilers. So spoilers. Mm. Sure. Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, it could be interesting if what if next time Harley Quinn meets the Birds of Prey, because like she probably wouldn't be on their side, right? So well, maybe let's, okay, she has we... the she has the sirens, and then it's like the sirens versus the Birds of Prey. Do we think this has anything to do with the Ooh. the post credits moment at the end too? Do you think they were actually hinting at anything with that? So the post credits bit is Harley Quinn kind of makes fun of people for sticking around, and then she says, "I'll give you a secret, Batman," f- and then it cuts out. What I believe they're referring to is at least. Um, in the Harley Quinn series on DC Universe, uh, Harley Quinn is frequently mentions that Batman fucks bats. So, I feel like that's the closest we're going to get to that in the live action movies, but, you know. 
seeing Batman do it with bats. Before I forget, I've seen seven new films this year, and my favorite line by a significant margin is, but I like crossbows. It's just such a, oh, he's such a flamboyant asshole, and I love him. Uh, his death was A+, plus, by the way. Oh yeah, my god. I was like, maybe, I wonder if he'll show up in another, no! Nope! Yeah, Kyle had the best line. He's like, now he knows how Darth Maul feels. <laughs> um, Was that a spoiler for Clone Wars? Because if so, no, that's, great. No, that's a spoiler for episode one. But he wasn't blown Darth up, Maul was, was cut in half. Oh, that's right. He was cut in half. Darth Maul dies very classily in Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Controversial opinion by Zach. Uh, I agree with him on that. <laughs> there goes me starting to watch that this week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite line was the line that wasn't a line, but something that the running gag of listing like freeze framing on someone yeah. who hardly had wrong <laughs> and the whole grievances and i i loved because they they hint i thought it was going to be subtle in the movie and i remember seeing stuff on twitter prior to say that like perhaps uh chris messina and ewan mcgregor's characters have something of a uh, relationship sex attraction or relationship or something like that so so i assumed it was like subtle it wasn't subtle at all they're totally boning <laughs> but i i loved where when it finally did the freeze frame for black mask it just listed off a bunch of grievances and one of them was has a vagina <laughs> and the uh, and the other one was voted for bernie <laughs> I think my favorite line was, um, I think Black Canary in the final battle says, when the fuck did she have time to do a shoe change? Because she just suddenly has her roller skates. It's like, oh, that's such a great moment. And just, it's a movie where you can actually write something off like that. Mm -hmm. Another great one is Montoya just wandering around with a shirt that said, I shaved my balls for this. It was uh, pretty spectacular. (laughs) I just, uh, so good. Um, I thought Journey Smollett Bell was pretty good and like she seemed to be doing the most of that's where i've seen her she was on friday night lights um you're a fucking moron oh my god (laughs) how did you not know this i don't i don't remember i mean i I now it makes sense now that i hear it um you you don't remember the greatest tv show of all time Uh, i stopped when it jumped the shark in season two oh my gosh it gets so much better Oh my gosh. Someone, uh, uh, the definition of triggered. Uh, okay. Um, collect myself. I didn't re- she looked so tall and long in this then. I don't remember her being so. D- what? What? <laughs> was she this tall and was she as tall as uh, um, Tyra? Well, I don't know. She was probably in high school or Speaking something. Speaking of Tyra, that's who they should get in the sequel. Who? Uh, Adrian Pilecki. She'd fit right in in this world, I feel like. She was great in Agents of oh. S.H.I.E.L.D. I love Adrian Pilecki. Oh my gosh. But, she is gorgeous. But seemed to be doing the most stunts of anybody, too. Like, she really could she hold She did a lot of that. kicking. <laughs> yeah. She did. In those tight pants. That's right, the longness. Yeah. So she was really flexible in them. Well, that was, that was one of the best lines from Mary Elizabeth Winston. I love how you could do those high kicks in those tight pants. <laughs> <It's> just... Yeah. <laughs> she's so oh, She's great, too. Oh my gosh. And for someone who... For all the time that we see her just in like brief moments and that um for her to be so badass and then to see that 
awkward side of her. It was, it was like very talking, charming. Talking yourself up in the mirror. <laughs> I'm the Huntress, or they call me the Huntress. Well, and I love how she comes down the slide, like, stabbing that guy, and then <laughs> yeah. Canary's just like, you're so cool. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of stabbing people in that scene, when Harley was just stabbing Zaz with that dart. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like hitting him like eh, 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 with the one the one working arm <laughs> uh, my favorite bit where I kind of I was like okay I can get on this movie's wavelength was the slow-mo breakfast sandwich scene which, <laughs> yes. which guys you have no idea how much I wanted a bodega sandwich after that like you I was like I need to make my own but like I don't want to because that's inconvenient and it'll take time. So I went to White Castle afterwards. They have surprisingly good toast sandwiches. <laughs> Not SpawnCon. <laughs> but that was that was just kind of the point of the movie where I was like, okay, they're gonna be this weird and silly. And it might not get quite It wasn't it wasn't the hyena that tipped you off to that? No. I didn't really know what was going on with there, <laughs> but um that was lame what they did with the hyena, too. Like, how they're like, I guess we need to just eliminate the hyena from the equation, so we're going to act like it gets blown up somehow, but then it did, that, that was random. Um, well, that cost a I lot was, of money. <laughs> yeah. I, I had emotional stakes. I was very sad. Yeah, I was upset. I was just, when they when she said she couldn't find him, yeah. I just assumed he was going to come back when they were on the bridge and just T-bone Black Mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, because she usually has two. Mm-hmm. I loved how much of, like, Harley Quinn's character from the comics they've kind of, like, hinted towards. Like, when she when it was, like, showing, you know, that she's had other exes, one of them looked very similar to, like, Poison Ivy. So it was kind of like a very, like, she has a type, you know? And that type is homicidal maniac. She is a eco-terrorist who wants plants to be okay. That's not the worst thing ever. She kills a okay, lot of Green people. Okay, Greenpeace. <laughs> In the comics, is it has a roller derby team, or not roller derby? What is it? Um, yeah, roller is it derby. roller derby? Yeah. So, like, yeah. having that bit, having her like in that sequence was great too. It's like all these shoutouts to the previous incarnations, and I leaned over to Zach when uh, when Montoya picks up like Harley Quinn's costume, like the classic costume. And I was just like, dude, what if that was bulletproof? And then later, you know, she survives getting shot because it is bulletproof. I was like, oh my god, this movie gets me. One, we failed you as a podcast by not reviewing Whip It as a flashback last year. And it would have been great if Harley Quinn would have just shouted out Whip It. as like, if you like this sequence, go watch this movie. I mean, she did shout out whip me, so it's yeah. close. <laughs> yeah, I took that in an entirely different connotation. Of course you did. <laughs> uh, and I like how she, she broke the wall, like, once or twice, and, but it wasn't, like, over the top where it felt like d- Deadpool. It was like... Well, she didn't really yeah. talk to it so much as just made eye contact. <laughs> Other than her voiceover. Voiceover kind of breaks the wall. But... The idea that this movie kind of does for the DCEU what Deadpool did for the MC or the Marvel Cinematic franchises universe, as a whole. Yeah. And, but never, I never made that connection until I watched theirs. I was, it felt so natural or such a natural play off of Harley Quinn's actual character and personality. And so in the, 
movie's defense, that came off well, I mean, pretty based flawlessly. Based on interviews I watched, uh, Deadpool was actually a big reasoning why I think they finally allowed this to be an R-rated movie. Because like, she was trying to sell it back then, and they weren't buying that rating, I don't think. And and to be fair, like Harley Quinn, like Harley Quinn and Lobo are probably T- DC's like two Deadpool type characters, so like it makes sense that she would have a similar vibe at times to Deadpool. Yeah, but she's also a psychiatrist. <laughs> so I love when she just randomly psychoanalyzed people. That was a great character bit. And she says something like "Vengeance really brings the catharsis yes. that we so seek." <laughs> it's just like ooh. Well- <laughs> and it's also a part of her character mm-hmm. that we never got in Suicide, uh, suicide Squad. Actually, really, right? in the extended version, you do. She does uh, analyze mo- a couple of the characters. Okay, that Who that makes sense. besides you has watched the extended <laughs> version of that movie? There are dozens of us! Dozens! <laughs> dozens, I say! We're all in Facebook group and we talk about it all the time. Facebook group or support group? Me both. Yes. Just, I wish we had gotten a little more because, like, a lot of the action sequence were so much just like really badass that I wish they had been able to work a little bit more of the humor in, which they did from time to time. But when she lights the dude's beard on fire, like, that's just <laughs> such a great moment. <laughs> I didn't know beards were I so funny. Yeah, I did not. That. I did yeah. not have a visceral also, reaction to that moment at all. I also loved uh, Black Mask's first big scene where he's got that family hanging upside down it just it nails the character yeah. like oh, it's a very it's a very different character from the comics in the comics he's just kind of a stereotypical gangster but this one is just he was so, so weird yeah but there was just such this great so like, oh, i should, I should probably yeah. let her go Amazing. she's gonna be he fine just, is that a snot bubble oh yeah. god i take it back just, <laughs> just, just take her face he like in, <laughs> he was just very emotive and just like had a love for things that I was unex- it was unexpected. Like when he was t- showing, was he showing Harley Quinn or Black Canary all the Black stuff Canary. in his room? He's like, look, Black yeah. Canary, and he was he was just like, look at his little ears, his haircut. <laughs> he's a thousand years oh. old and now. He's just hanging his little ornament in my living room. <laughs> yeah, it's so gross. I love it. Um, but he's also like, uh, he's just such a weird character, and I love how. I don't think Zaz was as impressive as he could be. I think Messina did as much as he could with, you know, his time. But I did love how he was kind of pushing Roman into, mm-hmm. like, being, like, into embracing his, like, darker side. Like, with was it was it with the woman who he thought was making fun of him? He just kind of, like, keeps feeding him, like, oh, yeah, 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 she's totally, like, he just, he enjoys watching uh, Black Mask make people suffer. Yeah, it's his king. Well, and I think there's there's potentially also some, well, not potentially, there's some huge misogyny that's going on there, which also adds to the element and the theme of female empowerment, I think, for the movie, which, again, is a huge plus for this film. So I'm so sad that I didn't like it so much. The movie does it without making a big deal about it, though, but where... Oh no! Exactly. It's never. It's never. It's excuse me. It's never in your face or over the top or like soapboxy. It just is. It's yeah. It just is. Unlike yeah, that because awful it sequence is in just is. And it's and it's interesting. This is the first like female yeah, superhero one movie. One minute like, of a Marvel movie, as opposed to like sixty hours of footage that we had. One minute of a girl power moment. <laughs> I doubt it was even a minute. And then one girl remember. just took over. 
goddamn right she did. Well, because she's the most powerful Avenger, hero. yeah. Although I feel like Scarlet Witch is probably hey, Peter a little Parker. stronger. Oh, swoon. Um, Birds of Prey. Anybody got anything else you want to shout out? I think we, we didn't give Rosie Perez enough credit. She was a lot of fun, too. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody can rock a shirt like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, she I, was, it, it, I'll be honest. She was my least favorite, I think, in the film. Yeah. I feel like they could have gotten a little bit... Like, they kept saying, it's like, that's something, like, a detective from TV would say or something. But it never felt like that random of a thing for someone to say mm-hmm. on a crime scene. That's like, true. Like, I wish they had gone further into being, like, stereotypical dialogue written for a tv show or something like just to hit it home more what i i I wish they would have done a horatio puts the sunglasses on moment at (laughs) least once but i also appreciate they they you know mention that the character is uh gay uh because she has that Mm -hmm. relationship or the had a relationship with ali wong's character because in the comics she she hooked up with um uh, I'm dropping the name, but it's the same. It's the same Batwoman that Ruby Rose plays. Uh, Kate Kane. Yeah, and they were supposed to get married, but then DC canceled the comic because they weren't like comfortable with that, and people are like, "Are you My. kidding me?" So, the fact that they're acknowledging it is like it's like a step in the right direction, I guess. I mean, man, don't bring up marriages with the Bat family with me right now. I'm still ha- unhappy. With that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the movie, I think we can, maybe, I, we, I wasn't giving it enough credit for just how, you know, I mean, I appreciate it, 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 it's doing a lot of things to a lot of community, it's, it's elevating a lot of communities without making a big deal or waving its hands about it. It's just, like, like I said, it's just is, and that, that's great, and I, and I think, Sadly, that can get lost on some people if you don't make a bit show of it, and that's sadly. But for a- other people, it's way too obvious, <laughs> yeah, and they hate it. That's true. Um, well, it, it, I didn't even really think about it until I got into my car to leave. But three, a majority of the quote-unquote birds of prey or leading ladies were were females of color, and I thought that was really interesting and super inclusive. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love that this film. I think takes the theme of representation or the mission of representation and does it well. It's just, it's, it's just frustrating that it's mediocre to you. (laughs) Um, that's going to do it for birds of prey. This movie just reminded me of how much I need to watch. I Tanya. Yeah. Solid. It's so good. Wonder if she ever thought while making that movie that her training will come back in this way. Yeah. Okay, we need you to break. We need you to do what you did to that one girl's leg, but like a bunch. (laughs) Oh no! And less (laughs) more Nancy Kerrigan. (laughs) There's a needle drop that's the same in both movies. I forgot which one it was, but there, um, it's one of the girls' rock songs that gets played early on in this movie. Um, that is something. It's like I don't think it's necessarily music that I would listen to just on my own, like when I'm working at my desk or something. But it's like I thought the soundtrack worked really well with this movie. Um, it definitely fit the mood. I agree there. There were times where I was just like, "Oh, I gotta, I should go and look at the soundtrack." Yeah, I think but it was pretty did. much all female sang mm-hmm. music except for Black Betty. It's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> Black Betty. Um, Black that just reminds me. Betty. Go watch Fat Betty, the Mad Men parody on uh, <laughs> YouTube. Classic. 
that's going to do it for Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Letterboxd still has that title, so we're just going to roll with it. Everyone go see it so we can afford two hyenas in the next movie if it can happen. <laughs> I'd like to say that when I when I first heard of this movie, I went to Letterboxd and I wrote, no, that's a five-star title right there. I know, so. and then I called you out for writing a review for something you hadn't seen. You son of a bitch. I didn't give it a score! It still counts. <laughs> next week... Oh shit, I was supposed to figure this out. We were going to review Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but that movie is not going to be as readily accessible as we thought it was going to be when we were going to record this. So that's sad for everybody. We should do we should do Charlie's Angels next week to just continue the hype train okay. of female action films. There Ooh, we go. I like that. Let's do that. Charlie's Angels. Not the most recent one, which none of us saw. Wait, Ben, did you see Aww. it? Aw. No. I still want to. I will see yeah. it. I'll rent it. I'll definitely watch it. When it. Yeah, when it's on like Amazon, I will definitely see it. I, I like am all, all for case so. two. There are at least two of them. I don't know. I think one of them I haven't seen. So yeah, Charlie's Angels. And until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. And you can find us at middleofrow.com. Rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. Spotify, Apple iHeartRadio, Luminary, <laughs> we're everywhere. Apparently it helps. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. You can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. And you can also follow the St. Louis Battlehawks on Twitter <laughs> at XFL Battlehawks. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And if you need a hair tie. Ta-ca! God damn it, John. <laughs> okay, I'm Lauren. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Charlie's Angels, and remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road. This is a man's world. This is a But it would be nothing, nothing Without a woman or a girl You see